Folks, welcome back in. Back in better than ever on NBA Wednesdays. We've got my man Thomas coming in, into the uh, the booth, the studio, whatever you want to call it. Anyways, welcome back. Another edition of NBA Wednesday. Jack, Tom, Tom, Jack. What up? What's up, man? How you How's doing? Going? Good, good. Yeah? Hanging yeah. in there? Just hanging in there. You yeah? Know, another day, another dollar. Excited for some basketball? Woohoo! Last week of the regular season, so playoffs are right around the corner, so we'll get into the, some playoffs, and Tom and I will share some of our takes from that. We'll also discuss the Lakers officially being eliminated from the playoffs and what they need to do moving forward, and then Tom and I will share one hot take of our postseason NBA award winners. I've got a good one. I hope you have a good one, too. I do. All right. Well, let's dive into some playoffs, because the playoff picture looks really interesting. We obviously have the play-in tournament for people that don't remember one through six seedings, they are safe and just essentially playoff berths. And then seven through ten, they have a play-in series. You have nine and ten playing each other. Then you have seven and eight playing each other. And then it kind of works itself out from there. Anyways, Tom, I want to ask you, of these teams that are – we'll start with the play-in team. So you look over in the Eastern Conference right now. If it were to end today, it would be the Cavs in the seventh seed, Nets in eight, Hawks in nine, and the Hornets in ten. So we'll start with the East. Who out of that four – and I feel like I know what you're going to say, but who out of the four do you see emerging and not just getting out of the play-in tournament, but actually making headway in the playoffs? So the Eastern Conference Finals? Yes. Yeah, this will give you a three-second answer. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. <laughs> I had a feeling that was coming. But you know what, man? I, I find I, there's a part of me that just doesn't fully trust this Nets team. There's just something about them. I don't know what it is, but I'm just not sold on them. I don't yeah, know what it is. No, I mean, I, I, I think you're right. It's... Uh... They're kind of flying by the what is the, the seat word? of your pants. There we go. Yeah, yep. thank you. Yep. Um, my phrases, I, I don't necessarily say them right all the time. I say the wrong words, and people are like, <laughs> "Let's like, turn tables, turn." <laughs> yeah. How the tables have turned is what uh, he means. More of a turntable kind of guy. Um, <laughs> DJ Tom. <laughs> um, the Brooklyn Nets are going to the championship. Woohoo! Okay, sorry. Enough with that. Um, people are probably gonna stop watching now. No, they're gonna um, love it. <laughs> But no, I think the Nets, I, I mean, they are unpredictable. It'll be interesting to see how far they can make it. Um, yeah, I just don't see anybody else really doing anything. See, I feel like the Hawks are a team that scared me. I, I, I'm, I, like, just watching how the Hawks played the Bucks last year in the Eastern Conference Finals, I just felt like they were a team that is constructed that if you have a hard time covering Trey Young, it's going to be a nightmare because he's the engine that makes that whole, or he's the motor that makes the whole thing go, right? He's the engine that makes the whole thing go. So I would say actually out of those four, I would I would pick the Hawks. I think the Hawks are a team that, it's like what we just saw in March Madness, right? A team that just catches fire at the right time. And I feel like the Nets, they have been held back, obviously with Kyrie Irving not being fully in the lineup, but now he's fully in the lineup. They've had to deal with injuries. They've had to deal with a lot of other things. Obviously the Hawks have had to deal with that too. Um, I, I think the Cavaliers are starting to decline at a terrible time. I mean, Evan Mobley's been injured. He has not been playing very well. And then you look at the Hornets. They suffered a tough loss earlier this week. But I think that they could make noise. But I, I, there's something about the Hawks, man. Something yeah. about them. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with that. Can, can we actually jump back to the Nets? I'm, yeah. They want to add something. Yes, jump back. And I know you're talking, talking about how like you don't trust them. But, you know, when does it matter, the playoffs? Right. Think of the two guys that are now leading the team. Think about Kyrie, who can play in New York now. Mm -hmm. They both have phenomenal playoff, not only playoff, but NBA Finals experience. They've hit some big shots, and they've both won championships. I mean, I, I couldn't think of two other dudes in the NBA right now that won. I, I mean, maybe LeBron, but we're not talking about the Lakers here. <laughs> bye, not bye, yet, at bye, least. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye. Uh, uh, 
But yeah, no, I I, I agree with you. I I, th- I mean, obviously the Nets are going to be scary, right? You have to look yeah. at them. I mean, you look at them on paper, and they're going to be a problem no matter what. But yeah, I, we'd have to see. I'm very intrigued by this whole play-in series for the East. But just real quickly, the other teams that are in the in the East right now that have solidified their playoffs or at least getting close to in the top six: Heat at one, and then you've got the Celtics at two, Bucks three, 76ers are four, Raptors are five, and the Bulls are six. I'll go first, and I'll say I am very worried about the Bulls. They are not trending in the right direction. And I also saw a fun fact today. They are 2-20 and 20 combined this year against the top four seeds in both the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. So they're not doing well against playoff teams. I think the Raptors, weirdly enough, again, like the Hawks, they're starting to get good. They're starting to peak at the right time. There's just something weird about it. And before I really dive too deep into it, we have to factor in that Canada's Vaccination rules are a little bit different. So how does that affect some things? How does that affect some teams that have players that maybe are not vaccinated that Mm -hmm. have to sit out? I mean, we have to factor that in. Yeah, no, that's a very great point. I mean, I think, I mean, yeah, if uh, the the Raptors make it and they end up playing the Nets, there you go. And that's what I mean. Like, there's a situation right there, you know. Um, what say you? I mean, what teams are you kind of imp- are, are excited to see in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference? Um, well, I think the I think we're going to see the your Bucks just cakewalk to the Eastern yeah. Conference Finals, um, depending on who they play in the second round. Second round. This isn't like very described very well. Yeah, this is a, a bad layout, but anyway, yeah, very bad I think layout. They'll make it. Um, and then I'm interested in the Heat. I mean, I think that will be like you said. Like those are two teams between the Hawks and the Hornets. And are these locked in? Uh, some of these are locked in. Not all of them are locked in. Some okay. of them are locked in. I do believe the Hornets have solidified a play-in spot, same as the Cavaliers. The Nets do have, I believe, an opportunity to ascend even further. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, one of these two teams uh, in the play-in, they hold a, a, okay. a tiebreaker over the other. Okay, yeah. So I, I won't say anything for sure then, but definitely excited for your Bucks. Um and, I'm always excited for the Bucks. Yeah. To see what happens, you know, hard. I was going to throw the Bucks in there, but I didn't want to be the typical. <laughs> I didn't want to be the typical, you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, the way they've been playing, I mean, again, like they, they, if I was an opposing team, I would be very afraid of Milwaukee. I mean, yeah. Giannis is playing out of control right now. But we'll go over into the Western Conference now. We'll get into the play-in series right now. If it were to end a day, you've got the Timberwolves at seven, Clippers at eight, Pelicans at nine, and the Spurs at ten. Right off the bat, I am very intrigued by this Timberwolves team. Mm-hmm. I'm very intrigued by them. I like them. I think they'll be good. They've got McDaniels coming back soon. Carl Anthony Towns has been playing well. If you can get Anthony Edwards to keep playing well like he's been playing. I mean, they could be a team that shakes some things up in the West. Call me crazy, but I do see that I'm happening. Crazy. <laughs> I know. I'm well aware of that. But uh, do you, I mean, what team kind of stands out of that for? See, I'm looking at that, and then to me, like, none of those teams, like, stand out. Because I'm, I'm looking at who they would potentially play next, and... and and if the playoffs were to start right now. So the Pelicans and the Spurs right now would play the Suns. I don't see either of those teams being the Suns. And the Clippers and the T-Wolves would play the Grizzlies, and I don't see either of those teams being the Grizzlies in the seven-game series. I could see the Timberwolves beating the Grizzlies in a seven-game series. How many times have we seen Stephen A. Smith or some other jack wagon out there you know they're not gonna lose the cowboys are going to the super bowl and they, and they don't, don't make the playoffs that's what so, i mean i mean i could be terribly wrong this could be a, a great soundbite to to, to play over later. my kids down the road see he was so dumb didn't even know basketball um well, but who be, knows yeah that's why we play the games that's, that's why true. we don't just i mean look at uh unc they made it to the championship game yeah an eight seed it's very true. Yeah, I mean, you got you got to roll it out. You got to roll the ball out and see who who comes out on the uh, the other end better for it. But 
Yeah, I just feel like, you know, the Grizzlies, I mean, John Morant's been banged up towards the end of the season, right? He's been sitting out for a little bit, so, like, how does that going to play into things? I mean, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Um, but then if you look at the rest of the Western Conference, you've got the Suns at one, you've got the Grizzlies at two, Warriors at three, Mavericks at four, Jazz at five, and then the Nuggets at six. I mean, obviously, the Suns just look, and we mentioned it last week on NBA Wednesday, the Suns just look that good, right? And, and yeah. the Grizzlies, though, like you said, I mean, I think that they could go pretty far too. Yeah. No, that's that's. I think it's a. It'll be it'll be interesting. Yeah. I, I have a, a, a sidebar if you want to go. Let me hear it. Tangent. Let me hear it. So you know how, we have the lottery system, right? Yeah. Why not take the lottery teams that aren't in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Make them play their own version of the playoffs, where the winner gets the first round pick. That would be interesting. That would be very interesting. But then I feel like you'd have people starting to say. Um, don't ruin my fun. Don't ruin it for me. Well, no, because people have said this about the playing tournament, and I and at first I felt the playing tournament was a very good idea, mm-hmm. but it's true. It's like you got twenty teams that make the playoffs essentially, mm-hmm. right? Like that's a little bit like it's it's almost like just participation. Yeah, you know, I mean, like you look at the Spurs, and if I'm not mistaken, they're like thirty four and forty five. Yeah, like the Lakers had. Tank went a couple days ago, still had a chance to They make still it. had a chance, Thank right. God they didn't make it. Well, I mean, that's what I mean. I mean, you have a team like the Lakers that had, what, 31 wins, and I saw some today. They've had 39 different starting yeah. lineups to, this year, so, yeah. you know. That's I, interesting. Just a fun idea. I like that, though, because I think it would it would almost entice teams. Maybe like the fourth-round pick. Right. <laughs> yes, or even, like, maybe having, like, first dibs at, like, Picks five, five through ten or something like that. Yeah, that would be very interesting. I like that idea. Yeah. We we have to get Adam Silver on to ask him that question. Yeah, we'll be on here one day. Um, but we'll segue over into the Lakers because I really want to get into this with you um, before we get our just hot take for the postseason awards. So, Mr. Laker man, um, team is out of the playoffs. Uh, you have quickly given up on your Lakers. Um, some fan he is, um, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, oh, I, I, gave up, I gave up on him at the beginning of the season. Well, but okay, so that, that leads me to my next question. What do they need to do, in your opinion, for them to win back the fan base? Good question. Um, I think we need a new GM. I'm, I'm sorry, but there was no moves before the trade deadline. Like, what are we doing? Like, remember, who was it? The uh, slip in my mind. Was it John Wall that there was potential to get yep. him? What, you, think, you think Westbrook? I mean, excuse me, Westbrook is is going to be the answer. I don't think so. They weren't looking any better. I mean, LeBron James's tweet didn't age very well. <laughs> yeah, you better keep that same energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn it up. Come on, let's let's talk some crap. I mean, no, I'm, 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 I agree I with you. See, but I, I agree with you. GM. Yeah. Anthony Davis is a phenomenal player, but he can't stay healthy. He's a phenomenal injured player. Yeah, I like I like him, but trade him. Get somebody new. Get somebody that's not going to be hurt. I just. We're trusting the process, or he's been trusting the process for his whole career. Joel Embiid turned out fine, but he's not Joel Embiid. He's Anthony Davis, and he rolls his ankle every other day. So it's really frustrating. Really frustrating. So trade him, get somebody better, okay. get some picks. Now, would you get rid of, I believe, Russell, and somebody in the comment section can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Russell Westbrook has a player option this year on his contract. So... Say that he decides to play or whatever. Let, let's say he's in L.A. next year. Let's say that he's wearing the purple and gold next year. Do you think that they give it, like, until the trade deadline and, like, they have a hard deadline of when they need it? Because I feel like what their issue is is they have an, a, an allowance for one too many second chances. 
oh, let's go and try it again. Let's, oh, it didn't work out this time. Well, let's let's keep going at it. Well, it'll eventually work. And I feel like at some point you have to draw that line in the sand in a beautiful L.A. beach and say, we've got to do something different. Unless he finds those sneakers from the Like Mike movie, <laughs> cut them. If he's, if he's gone back, cut them. Yeah. Trade them, do something. Do not let him play. You need to completely refocus. You need new... I just don't even know what, to, what, to, what they do. Do you want Frank Vogel there next year, yes or no? I think every, I think they just need a big change. I would say we need a new GM before we need, need a new head coach. Yeah, I would say. How long has he been as a GM there? Because, see, I feel like they... If you look back at the draft history of this team, the Lakers, and you look at the players that they've had that are no longer on the team, right? I mean, you've got Jordan Clarkson. You've got Julius Randle, Kyle Kuzma. Uh, you've got Alex Caruso, Josh Hart, Josh Hart Lonzo, Ball. Lonzo Ball. You've got six guys that are either impact players or have been all-stars or have won postseason awards. So there's, there is a good, like, thought process in the front office about how they're drafting. I just feel like, and this might sound absolutely wild, but I feel like what their issue is, is they get caught up in the bright lights of LA. I mean, if you look at their team, I was reading like some article today and on NBA.com and they mention all of the players that they have on their team. You look at, you've got not only LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook, you have Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard, Trevor Ariza, so uh, Avery Bradley, you've got a bunch of has-beens. You've got a bunch of has-beens, and I'm not disrespecting Carmelo Anthony. He's one of the greatest scorers to ever live. He'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer in his sleep. No question. Avery Bradley, at one point or another, was one of the best defenders in the NBA. Uh, You look at Trevor Ariza, one of the best 3 and D guys in the NBA, but that was five years ago, Mm -hmm. and I feel like they're just grabbing names simply to put behinds in seats. That's That's how I look at it, because I feel like there's no way that in their mind... Like, that was continuously going to work. Like, I just didn't understand that. Yeah, and it's like, okay, it's not working. You had the trade deadline to do something and didn't do it. Uh, it something has to change. Like, and I get sometimes you need those veteran guys, right? Like, I wouldn't mind having Carmelo Anthony on the team. He's going to, you know, bring, you know, a lot of experience that you just can't teach. Right. But it's like, okay, we got to do something. We could. Dwight Howard, Trevor Ariza, like, yeah, Ariza was great, like, when we were winning championships with Gasol and Kobe, but yeah. times have changed. Times have definitely changed. I mean, you get a little <laughs> bit bigger over the years. I mean, it, it happens. You get a little yeah. slower. <clears throat> yeah, right, right. Do, I agree. Do something about it, but it'll be interesting. Let's let's not take any more of our breath yeah. on this topic. Let's, 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 let's get yeah. some postseason yeah. award predictions, yeah. and then I believe you've got dinner on downstairs, so I'm hungry. Oh, I'm starving. So, so we're going to wrap this up quick because it's dinner time. TikTok. No, it's not, TikTok it's not on the Saturday. Clock. I was hoping it'd be it's, Saturday. It's almost Saturday. Get excited, folks. Another sandwich Saturday, as always. Anyways, um, Tom, postseason awards. I've got a good one, but I want to hear from you first. What is like a real good hot take right now of a postseason award winner that you feel could win an award? Could be any award. I'm going to go out on a limb. And, you know, it changes day to day for me on this one. But I think for the regular season MVP, I think Antetokounmpo mm. could be the recipient mm. of that one. I know it's a tight race, but and maybe it's because they're on TV all the time and I don't see the other guys as much. But he just does so many things and he's so long. And, and I'll say this. He's not the most talented or skilled player. He just knows how to use his length. 
very, very well, which is all you need to do. And that can make you the best player. It doesn't make you the most skilled player, which is, I think, which is a, distinct, a distinction that I like to make because there's a lot of guys that are taller than me that are playing D1 basketball, but, um, <laughs> whew, you know, I got that crossover. But, yeah, you've got that crossover. Mm-hmm, <laughs> sure, kidding. and okay. you can run up but, and down the court still. What I'm saying is he, he uses his length so well, and it's like you're scoring 40 points, grabbing 20 rebounds, altering shots, and then he's his, his three-pointers have improved a lot. He doesn't He's not going to shoot lights out, but that one the other day. Like, Against the they, Nets, that was nice. a huge three. That, that was, was ginormous. That I was, was talk- ginormous. I was talking a lot of trash to you. I'm like, no way. The, the Nets are going to get this. Giannis stinks. And he proved me wrong. So I really like what I see out of him. He's so fun, so humble to watch. And I think, I mean, if you give it to him, I wouldn't complain about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that he can definitely win it. And I'm not saying as a biased Bucks fan. I really am not. I mean, if you look at his numbers and you look at the difference that he makes out on the court, it is glaringly. I mean, if you if you don't notice it, you're not watching basketball. Yep. I mean, seriously, like you're literally not watching basketball. Like he is... And and you are right. He's not the most skilled basketball player. But I mean, if you look at a lot of those guys over there, I mean, would you say Shaq's the most skilled basketball player yeah, of all time? But they don't have to be. They they're don't so have to awesome. exactly. They don't have to be. Like, they, obviously, they're skilled. They're in the NBA. Like. Right. They have skill, but what they have is like an unteachable gift: height, size, strength, speed, and just mm-hmm. natural ability. And he's able to use it. I mean, he is a nightmare in the open court to cover. Um, and I think that that team that they've constructed around him. You know, I mean, Chris Milton, if anything, I mean, he has shut me up so much. Thankfully, he has, because prior to last year, I was kind of like, okay, he's a really, really good player. I don't know if he's necessarily like that mm-hmm. top 15, 20 guy. Now, I would probably change that and say he's a top 20 guy yeah. at, at his peak. He definitely can be. Yeah. Yep. No question. Now, my hot take, and I'm going to get real weird, folks. Really weird. Most improved player. Ooh. Now... I'm probably going to botch his last name because it's spelt in a weird way, and I think it's pronounced a different way. So please forgive me if anybody is out there that wants to correct me. But Anthony Simons from the Portland Trailblazers. If you don't know who that is, go home and look him up. Anthony Simons is, if I'm not mistaken, one of the leaders in total increase of points per game total from a year ago. I believe he has the highest increase of points per game in uh, like a year, like at around 9.3 points a game that he increased it from a year ago. So I'm really impressed. I mean, Tom, you've got his numbers pulled up right now. He averaged 17. He's averaging 17.3 a game this year. He averaged 7.8 last year. Okay, now let's also not forget, folks, that, and again, he's 22 years old, so he's, he's very young. When he was a, a rookie in 2018-2019, averaged 3.8 points a game. In three, four years, he's at 17.3. Yeah. I mean, yeah, his three-point numbers have gone down, but his field goal percentage has gone up. He's, he's shooting a lot more now. He has a lot more opportunity. Yep. So I think he could win most improved. I know they probably won't give it to him, but, I mean, if you've got a, just around a 10-point-per-game increase in a, a year, I mean, come on. And I know he's on a bad team, but... Dude, the other one that stands out to me is the assist. He's almost averaging four assists right now. Last year, he was at 1.4. That's big. It's huge. That's that's awesome. Not to mention he's shooting, you know, eight field goals a game more. You know, he's increased his field goal percentage a little bit. I mean, yeah, I think that he's I think that he is a secret candidate right there, if not the front runner for most improved. You know what's really disheartening looking at all these young guys? Is realizing that I'm like twenty six and they're like twenty two. <laughs> well that's okay, because we don't have to go run sprints anymore. Isn't that a good thing, Tom? We don't have to yeah. get up in the morning and like go run a seventeen for no reason. Like 
I don't I don't miss running 17. Sorry, Coach Garcia, but I don't miss <laughs> I don't miss running 17s. I don't miss it either. I don't miss that. I, yeah, I'm missing like shooting hoops, but we got a park down the road. We can go yeah, play. Yeah. We also have our men's league starting up soon. We need to go shoot. Yeah. Soon. Anybody has any tips on how to not pull any muscles? Yeah. If anybody Without can having to put any real work into it. I need a written uh, rule book on how to like. I'm afraid of like ball faking, and then I travel. Like I, f- I have forgotten how to ball fake and like. Then dribble, like that's what yeah, I'm worried about. Yeah, I need like a yeah. I need to like oh. start over pretty much, start from scratch. But anyways, man, another great NBA Wednesday. Uh, thanks for joining us today, folks. Like we always mention, this will be coming up the video right after the audio will be coming up for tomorrow. So make sure you're listening, downloading, check out Tuesday's episode on Ryan the Pine. Make sure you tune in on Friday. Tom, final thoughts. I don't know, but I'm pumped for this uh, our RTP episode coming out. I heard you got some guys that are just. Just smacking some dingers. <laughs> gotta duck my head, yeah. man. I gotta be careful. So, with I'm excited for that. Is that one coming out on Friday? Uh, yeah, we uh, that one. The, there's a group interview that will be coming out next week with two members of a baseball team. I'm not going to share who, but they will be coming out next week. A group interview, good interview. I got the sneak peek. And then have you released for Friday? I've not released for. Friday oh, yet. stay tuned. Get ready. Oh. If you haven't just moved to the edge of your seat, then I don't know what you have been doing. Anyways, folks, thanks for joining us today on NBA Wednesday. Until next time. Another great show, Tom. Clap it up. Clap it up. Clap it up. Clap it up. Clap it up.